Welcome to another wonderful episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. This week, I'm going to be discussing transdimensional beings, interstellar worlds. Where are they coming from? Where do they go to when they disappear? Water monsters? And I'll get into Bigfoot a little bit. First things first, this show is not the show without current events. I'm going to share something so mind-blowingly spectacular with you that you will not even be able to tell if it's real or if it's something that I'm working on for an upcoming book. But I'm here to tell you that this is information that was passed on to me by someone who works closely with people within SETI. Three giant spaceships 150 miles long are heading towards Earth. The UFO phenomenon has intensified since the beginning of 2020. More and more UFO sightings are reported daily in most continents. There are even special air defense departments that have secret laboratories that study all materials related to the UFO phenomenon. One cannot exclude the hypothesis that the secret services already have possession and have studied UFOs or even extraterrestrial beings. According to SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, three huge ships have been detected that are approaching our planet dangerously close. The largest ship is approximately 150 miles long. The HARP system, H-A-A-R-P, has played an essential role in the discovery of these alien ships. HARP was initially designed for the study of the Aurora Borealis. However, many conspiracy theorists speculate that HARP is also being used as a super-secret weather-intensifying weapon against foreign enemies and being used as tests. Subsequent statements suggest that these extraterrestrial spacecraft will be seen from Earth when they reach Mars orbit. One of the estimated dates for this event is July 4th, and it will also involve a possible contact between the human race and these aliens. U.S. Navy pilots reportedly spotted UFOs over the East Coast. According to new reports, some U.S. Navy pilots reported seeing these unidentified flying objects while training over the East Coast in 2014 and 2015. In interviews with the New York Times, according to the Times, multiple Navy pilots spotted strange objects with no visible engine, reaching 30,000 feet and going in hypersonic speeds. The Times reports includes a minute-long video of two encounters Navy pilots allegedly had with the unexplained aerial phenomena. In the videos, which include visual radar and voice recordings, pilots cannot distinguish what it is seen on their radar screens. At one point, one of the pilots says in amazement, Look at that thing. It's rotating. These things would be out there all day, Lieutenant Ryan Graves, an F-A-18 Super Hornet pilot and 10-year Navy veteran, told the Times. Keeping an aircraft in the air requires a significant amount of energy. With the speeds we observe, 12 hours in all is 11 hours longer than we would expect. Josh Gratisher, a Navy spokesperson, told the newspaper that the U.S. Navy doesn't have all the answers for the observations made by Lieutenant Graves and many, many others. There were a number of different reports, Gratisher said. Some cases could have been commercial drones, he said, but in other cases, we don't know who's doing this. We don't have enough data to track this. So the intent of the message to fleet is to provide updated guidance on reported procedures for suspected intrusions into our airspace. According to the Times, the Navy recently 
set out new classified guidance for how to report unexplained aerial phenomena. According to the report, the pilots who reported the aerial phenomena speculated that the objects were part of some classified and extremely advanced drone program. And in another instance, one pilot told Lieutenant Graves that he almost hit one of those things and that he described it as looking like a sphere encasing a cube. Lieutenant Graves and his fellow pilots told the newspaper that the video showed objects accelerating to hypersonic speed, making sudden stops and instantaneous turns, something beyond the physical limits of a human crew. CBS has previously reported on a little-known Pentagon program with a budget of about $22 million, one that investigated unidentified flying objects before the Defense Department ended it in 2012. While the Defense Department says it ended the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program in 2012 over funding issues, a Pentagon spokeswoman said the Department of Defense takes seriously all threats and potential threats to our people, our assets, and our mission, and takes action whenever credible information is developed. Last year, two airline pilots claimed an unidentified flying object flew over top of their planes at an altitude of 30,000 feet in Arizona. According to the radio logs, two separate pilots of the leather jet operated by Phoenix Air and American Airlines flight saw the object flying in the opposite direction of their own planes. Uh, while I was in Vermont, I visited Lake Champlain in Burlington, went to several shops looking for any merchandise pertaining to Bigfoot in Vermont or Champ and Lake Champlain. Champ, that being uh, Nessie's cousin in the States. And found several decals, but no t-shirts, unfortunately. I went to a museum in Burlington. By the time we got there, they were already closed. Turns out they are the ones that carry most of the Champ merchandise in the Stowe slash Montpelier slash Burlington area. So I went to Amazon and just like every other bloke in America right now, I spent my money with a third party to get a shirt showing Champ at Lake Champlain. Didn't get it from Burlington, but still, it's a thought that counts, considering I did spend a lot of time there. Talked to a few people about Champ and Bigfoot sightings in Vermont, and uh, heard a lot of interesting stories that people had relayed to me from what their grandparents had told them or friends that had seen Bigfoot or a Yeti-type creature in the mountain region when it's snowing heavily. Uh, a lot of fun doing that. Now, a lot of people have asked me through the years how on earth I can believe in Bigfoot. And they're taken aback when I tell them that I'm seriously invested in the possibility of Bigfoot existing, that I completely believe in it. Same with uh, water monsters, all creatures of cryptozoological backgrounds, Mothman, things of that nature. And when you look at the Earth, it's over 70% water. We know more about our galaxy that surrounds us than we do about our own planet. And every day, researchers and scientists and people who just happen to be at the right place at the right time are discovering new species, a new type of butterfly, a new type of larva, a new type of monkey, a new type of strange hybrid bear, maybe some kind of a, 
of a mountain lion or a type of bobcat that was thought to be extinct but is very much alive. That is what keeps me believing in those things. When we live on a planet that we only know about 5% of our own ocean and it still goes deeper and deeper and we can't reach it, and a lot of the wilderness within the United States alone, not just jungle regions outside of the U.S. and in third world countries and desert regions that are untouched by man or man may have never set foot on. And we've become so arrogant in the 21st century that we think we have it all figured out. But then you look at those possibilities, you look at that reality, the fact that a majority of our own wilderness in the United States has not been thoroughly explored. There's plenty of room for a creature type uh, such as Bigfoot to to hide, to play hide-and-seek, to find a new location, to constantly move, or to completely blend in directly under our nose without us even noticing. Uh, It could be a creature with the ability to move in and out of space and time or in and out of a bridge to reality where a multiverse exists and they live in an alternate reality and they can step in and out of certain windows that only they know where they're located and they pop into our reality for just a glimpse for just a short moment and then boom they're back into their world the possibilities are endless and That is what keeps me believing in Champ at Lake Champlain or Bigfoot in the United States, Yeti throughout the world, the Skunk Ape in Florida, Grassman in Ohio, the Mothman. Uh, Those things are entirely possible. (sighs) Shows like Scooby-Doo taught us a lot that the real monsters are people, essentially. And creatures like what I talk about on my podcast, even spirits, ghosts, aliens, UFOs that house aliens. Those things are entirely possible, and they're happening now, and they've happened for centuries. And it's almost as if we've reached a new age of enlightenment within the 21st century itself, because people are discussing these things openly, freely, without prejudice, uh, hell, there's TV shows about it, radio shows, documentaries, podcasts such as my my own podcast, people speaking openly and freely about these things. It's a great time to be alive. I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. People that claim to have seen things and kids, and then their parents don't believe them. Yeah, that irritates me when that happens. I always tell my kids, if you think you've seen a UFO, or if you're out hiking and you think you you saw Bigfoot, don't hesitate to tell me. (laughs) I feel like you're a little too excited about it. You're like, definitely call Dad. If you see Bigfoot, that was meant for me. You will will get in trouble if you hide that info. (laughs) I need to know that info. They get so mad about that. I'm dropping them off. They're like, no, if you see Bigfoot, you be sure to call me, okay, honey? (laughs) If he shows up this time. (laughs) Okay, so this guy said, I got a story for you. When I was younger, before I was even in Connecticut, 
kindergarten, my mom would drop me and my sister <laughs> off at our grandparents for babysitting. Our aunt would babysit us. Well, one morning I was laying there trying to go back to sleep as my aunt went to uh, the restroom. And I looked at the door and all of a sudden a dark humanoid shadow walked into the doorway and looked at me with red glowing eyes for a couple seconds. And it walked toward the restroom. Whoa. I've never seen it again. And I'm 26 years old. And I know I saw it. Humanoid? What is it? Bobby the Brain Heenan? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, like, are you kidding me? That red glowing eyes—a little trans-dimensional. If if you're at all familiar with um, a little trans-dimensional, trans-dimensional okay. beings. Almost uh, some people think, in theory, that they are beings from an alternate timeline, similar to ours, and little windows appear every now and then and allow either us to go into an alternate reality or those beings from that world to cross over into ours. Not necessarily a ghost or an alien, but just. Kind of like a waffle. You you cut the holes out of a waffle. You see a perfect square. Yeah. You got a multitude of perfect squares. You place it on top of another waffle, and you can cut those tiny squares out. You do it layer after layer, and those represent it's layers of time, and worlds, wow. and time. Because time is a constant. And much like a lot of ghost sightings relate to things that have imprinted themselves on that timeline and continually play out. So in theory, the waffle effect is what I call it. You can look through multiple squares that go deeper and deeper, and it's essentially an alternate representation of the world you exist in. So it's like a yeah, it's like the upside subjective down world in a way. and objective Precisely. reality almost. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Popcorn Pam, uh, we love her. She's like, I have a. I feel like I have a portal open at my new house. I just well, moved you better in. close up that portal, I Pam. A, I, I mean, need, what are you doing? She said, I need a medium <laughs> to help me close this. Hey, who's leaving a portal wide open, guys? <laughs> Were you born in a barn? Yeah, I mean, the portal is intense. I mean, so, like, do you believe in stuff like that, Neil? I, I uh, certainly do believe in, in things do. of that sort. Okay. A portal might be just be a waffle hole, right? Yeah, it could be an open oh, waffle right. hole. Just, that explains it. <laughs> <laughs> and those things we have no control over, uh, much like the Bermuda Triangle is a prime example. There's high levels of magnetism in that area. And a lot of theologians and uh, people like... Uh, Greek philosopher Homer, who wrote the Iliad and the Odyssey. Um, he was blind, mind you, so this was before the written word. This was everything was retold by these people of ancient times before they even knew how to write. It was all Sanskrit. So he was retelling stories as a blind child before he lost his sight, seeing an island that he described as what we now know as Atlantis. And theoretically, that was just a giant island of highly technologically advanced people that got their intellect from god knows what but they had what was known as, allegedly as a weather magnet similar to what we now know today as the harp project h-a-a-r-p mm -hmm. uh, weather controlled manipulation creating patterns and this um weather magnet they had would control the seasons and they basically would um use it to harness the energy from the sun and it would create uh, like a lunar eclipse when things like that naturally weren't supposed to be happening so they kind of collapsed in on themselves and that magnet has sunk to the bottom of the ocean and has created all of these weird anomalies in the Bermuda Triangle. That's interesting. Theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically, okay. <laughs> Alright, so uh, we do have more texts. So what, what do we have here? Yeah, okay, this, this happens to me. I wake up every morning at 3 a.m. Uh-oh. But now it doesn't happen to me. That was It happens in periods of time. It'll be like for three weeks. Or it'll be two weeks, and it won't happen again for months. But this person wrote in and said it's happening to them right now at 3 a.m. Never fails. The other night I heard plain as day a voice that said, said, timing of your veils is now closing. Then the name Scott. I have no idea. 
there, there is something significant about um, awaking at 3 a.m. 3 o'clock. I remember it's from the, the witching hour. Yeah. And then Polly was suffering from that. That's There's... what time Mackenzie goes, Mom, I don't want to go trick-or-treating when everyone else is going. I want to go at 3 o'clock. I go, no one is going <laughs> to yeah. give you candy. Like, yes, we are going to listen to Slayer. I go, why would we do that? She goes, because that's when it's haunted. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm go at 3 a.m. that's not happening because that's school night. Well, if you remember Amityville Horror, yeah. um, that story, uh, the killings took place at 3 a.m. And then two years later, the, this family moved in, and that's what the movie's based on, them moving in and the things that happened to them. And the father kept waking up at 3 a.m., and he was hallucinating, seeing these weird things. I never hallucinate. I just, I just wake up, and I look at the clock, and it's like 2.59, 3.01, 3 o'clock. It's just, I'm like, that's weird. It shakes you up, yeah. yeah. I worked on the documentary for My Amityville Horror, which was... Uh, featuring the boy who grew up in the house and he hated his stepfather his stepfather was apparently a real SOB and he said the best day of his life was laying that SOB to rest so he said a lot of the things that were uh, brought up by his stepfather would probably be as a result of his negative energy brought into that house where those killings took place so if anything paranormal happened he attributes it to his stepfather who was a despicable human being abusive um just a, a real jerk, basically. So, when going back a text or two here, uh, red glowing eyes, like one of our listeners yeah. said they experienced mm-hmm. that in one of the rooms that they were in. They were doing laundry, and they opened the dryer door, it slammed shut, and then they saw red glowing <laughs> eyes. Have you heard of anything like this before? I have heard of people seeing shadow beings or shadow beings with half faces and or like, like red glowing eyes. What kind of half eyes. faces? Like, what, what, like, what's the other half? Like a human face? Kind of like they're Miss. in movement. Like, it's not fully formed. They're just moving through, and then they disappear, gotcha. which okay. I attribute to trans-dimensionalism. Um, yeah, right. Waffleism. Waffleism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, you know, you, you have to accept that, too. We're, we're in the day and age where you have to accept all things, and uh, or openly, uh, more so than we used to. Because sh- TV shows and movies that are out uh, now make it more socially acceptable. So, uh, like this forum we have right now, it's great to sit and talk openly about it. Uh, 20 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. So, what about the red glowing eyes? Does that represent anything of, to your knowledge? I mean, I is that like that's known dark. for anything? That that be dark. to me definitely represents negative energy, possibly a non-human spirit. Ooh, like what? It's like you're talking devil stuff. Uh, something that may have been here long before creation. Long before? How is that possible? So, wouldn't it have been part of creation? Well, if you um, go back to Genesis. Uh, the world that we live in now was described as a hostile void, um, a very dark, hostile place. And the word hostile sticks out to me. Something dark or evil may have existed here long before we were brought in. Mm-hmm. Or something that was cast out during the uprising with Lucifer and his followers was cast down here, which still never makes sense to me with the whole creation story. Why would he throw the worst of the worst in with us to lead us to sin? So, the darkness that was tossed out of heaven could be attributed to this as well, because these creatures exist within the waffle theory that I have. So, do you believe in Atlantis? I believe that's completely possible. And you believe the Bible? Yes, I do. Interesting. All right. People are so ready. I, I, I was working at the clubhouse <laughs> and I went to go like clean up and when I got back into the into the room, the popcorn popper was moved to the center of the room. And she just is like, I work there and it just freaks me out that this Freaking happened. Everybody out. Now 
Matt wrote in and said, Cindy Riggs is a great medium and clearing specialist. Riggs! Popcorn Pam, there you go. Cindy Riggs. Crystal Williams said, Pam, please get some sage and tell whatever it is to get out. <laughs> get out. Get we, on out of here. We definitely like to sage places yeah, when we move definitely. in. Oh, yeah. I love the smell of sage. Right? Anyway. It's a good thing to do. All right. So, uh, Neil, I'll let you uh, go ahead. You have the uh, the list of questions here. So, I'll let you run through these. Well, sure. Uh, I received a list of questions from the last show. And one person sent a message asking if you have an email I can send a picture to screenshot a map and show you where it's at or a picture of evidence that I have so you can look at the image. Yeah, it, you know what? It's about those tunnels. Someone was saying underneath the old blockbuster that runs to Target and it's in, yeah. it's around here in Columbus. It's not the one in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Right. That's yeah, what it had to do with these tunnels, underground tunnels. Yeah, it's the, under the blockbuster and it connects to a business across the street as well. And they're not sealed off like a lot of your tunnels that used to run under businesses uh, in the yesteryears, like in Chillicothe or in Waverly, even Portsmouth and various other towns. Uh, they've all been sealed off. A lot of them at one point were used for the Underground Railroad to move slaves in and out um, for either safe haven or for people that were stockpiling uh, human trafficking. That was early human trafficking, in my opinion, sure. uh, to keep them hidden so no one would know they had active slaves. Wow, that's, that's interesting. That's so crazy. We have an instance that came in over here that is pretty interesting. Ben said, got a question for Neil. So as a kid, I always saw two kinds of shadowy figures sitting on the end of my bed. At times, they would be peeking through the door. At other times, they would be sitting on my bed, like I said, never seem violent. I would talk to it. It looked like a child, maybe eight or nine. Oh, that's free. The other one, the other uh, thing I would see would be an adult, because I said I saw two. I always saw the child tried playing with me with toys and stuff they would move on their own i thought it was awesome fast forward to today my three oldest have said they see the same child and older figure ghost on their bed at night and they talk to him occasionally i see my older child or the older ghost over the two youngest at night my kids aren't scared of wait like standing over the kids yes (gasps) yes what is the reason? What is the reason these figures would follow me from my parents' house now that I'm an adult? Now, if you watch the show on Netflix that I was talking about, not the one that House on Haunted Hill, it's people that have these accounts like you're having been, and they're trying to tell their family about it. And it's the show. That's just called Haunted. Haunted. And one of them said that it followed them. You know, he said, you know, you would think that houses are haunted. Are people haunted too? People are most certainly haunted. They could be uh, a conductor and not even realize it. They could give off this energy, this aura that attracts uh, spirits that are trapped in uh, almost like a purgatory type state or in limbo. And the child itself that that person saw was attracted to their energy and their offspring must give off the same positive energy, the light per se. And they're attracted to that light and... They obviously never hurt the person when they were a child. Now they're, they are an adult, and their children are having the same experiences. So obviously there's nothing malicious to it. So, so let it go. Don't shut it out. Um, entertain it if it shows up. All right, interesting. Wow. I like that. What else do we have here on the list? Uh, we also have our old house was haunted by two spirits. We had a little girl that mimicked our youngest The name was Cheyenne, and a scary, angry male spirit. Shy would play with the little girl. She was very young. The man would scare my son, so I would have to burn sage all the time before he would go to bed. So the child is playing with yours and would mimic your child. Um, The word mimic sticks out for me. That's a little dangerous. Native American uh, lore will tell us that 
spirits that are not of human origin or darker spirits that uh, would um, come over when we were moving into the new world there was a darkness that came with us a lot of Native American lore would tell us not only did we bring sickness and smallpox and whatnot but we brought like this dark energy that disturbed their ancestors and it would release this uh, adverse effect almost like uh, kinetic energy of sorts and would manifest into something and a mimic is what they would refer to as that being it would mimic the person that they know and trust and they could be sitting right next to the person and they see a reflection of that same person walking towards them oh it's so weird that's usually not um that person of course and burning sage is a really good idea to to wipe that slate clean if if nothing bad happens as a result of the burning sage you calmed that energy if something if it intensifies or gets worse uh, then you may need to uh, find a new avenue uh, mary was the one that sent that all right so we got time for like one or two more uh, one or two more uh, this one's uh, this one stuck out. It's really clever. I was a kid in the 80s listening to records. Imagine records. And uh, when a shadow man peeked around my door, a shadow man, like I mentioned, trans-dimensional beings, yeah, yeah, shadow yeah, beings, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still think he's around. So much strange stuff happened to me ever since. And that was from Ed. Uh, he sent that on the uh, 16th uh, during our last show when I, when I was on here. Um uh, like I mentioned, the the shadow beings, uh, they could be one of two things. It, it could be a representation of dark energy manifesting from something negative that happened. It could represent like an illness or something as simple as divorce. And the energy from that, from two living cells, uh, was released into the environment and created and manifested into a being of its, of its own and not really a human spirit. So it's just traveling energy. And... You could be the only representation of good, and it's curious as to why you're different from the other things that essentially created it, that being the negative energy, let off from the sickness or from the divorce or from even something like filing for bankruptcy can create uh, upheaval in a family, and mm -hmm. a, a lot of feelings and energy gets released as a result of that. Uh, my dad's house uh, was a medical station in the Civil War, uh, Devin says. And there was uh, multiple times I would wake up to see men screaming and banging. And I think one night I saw a figure crazy. That, that was dressed in a Union soldier's uniform. I don't know if it was real or I was dreaming, but I remember it vividly. And, and I like remember I said, if someone was, was banging, too, like these dudes down on my face. Well, most of those guys, of course, the, the <laughs> screaming would be a result of no um, pain being medicine, amputated, right? a leg or an arm, or they've got shrapnel oh. on their chest and they're slowly dying. And uh, that, of course, would cause anyone to scream to have uh, shrapnel on your chest. But uh, that could be what Devin was hearing, just a replay of events that took place at that time, and it's in a constant loop. It's a residual haunting. It's that waffle effect. The All right, one <laughs> last one over here, Lover. Right, then okay. we got to go to break. Question for Neil. When I was a child, I used to smell rotting or decaying flesh. My dad never could smell it. Only I can. Every once in a while, I still smell this. So whatever I do, I burn sage and ask the spirits to leave. Have you ever heard of this, Josh? Yeah, a rotting effect. Uh, there were a couple of restaurants I investigated. Uh, one of them I found that it was just uh, black mold. And uh, something to do with their water piping. Uh, the water would sit and congeal, and it would just give off this horrible smell of burning rot. Uh, now, the other restaurant, n not so much. The smell of burning rot was attributed to um, there was a dark coven that met in the basement of this restaurant when it was abandoned many years ago. And they were invoking spirits, uh, dark energy spirits, and one of which they essentially set up to um, 
monitor the place, uh, kind of like their watcher demon. Uh-huh. And they would go, and then they'd come back and do their practices. And, you know, they were doing the the whole 80s satanic panic thing, sacrificing cats and whatnot. Satanic panic. Satanic panic is ridiculous. Yeah. And um, doing God knows what else, thinking that they're all dark and brooding, and maybe they didn't really worship Satan, or they were just toying with something they didn't fully understand. But it opened a, a doorway to something that they weren't prepared to handle. So they abandoned the property, and that demon or creature or dark energy force was left there from God knows where it was invoked. Uh, whether it be hell or a hell dimension or a hell mouth or an alternate universe. And it smelled like rotting flesh. So this yeah. could be I, that, Josh. It could be its bad breath. Dude, thanks so much for coming in. Neil Parks, uh, they want to get you off the air, man. How do they, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, you can reach me through parksparanormal at gmail.com. That's P-A-R-K-S, paranormal at gmail.com. And I have a YouTube channel, oh, awesome. which is uh, Parks Paranormal, and I, I do... Uh, a short blog called Paranormally Speaking. Sweet. If you want to get the two books that he has out right now with us, Paranormal Chronicles and then Haunted Chillicothe makes a great stocking stuffer. Yeah, that is pretty sick, Thank man. Uh, Neil's a super great guy from Chillicothe. And An award-winning you, author. Yeah, and if you love him, it's not going to be next Halloween, the next time that he's on the show. So we're going to figure out something and we'll get you back in here, my brother. That sounds great to me. Thank hey, you so much. Great to see you. Our new friend. Neil Parks. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Even though the existence of parallel worlds has not yet been proven, some people happen to find entryways into alternate universes when they least expect it. And it can actually happen to any of us. For example, you may notice that your cat and its reflection are both behaving in a different way in a photo that you may have just taken. Or when you look at your watch to find out what the time might be, and you may suddenly find a portal into a different dimension. Sometimes having a closer look at your ordinary surroundings is enough to realize that magic is all around you. There are eight clues that suggest parallel universes do exist. More and more scientists are convinced our world is surrounded by a number of parallel worlds that are invisible to the naked eye, although no one has so far been able to prove that our universe is only one of many. There are a number of clues that suggest parallel universes do in fact exist. Some of these clues are based on science, scientific evidence, but there are also certain unusual and unexplained events that indicate we cannot dismiss the multiverse theory easily. Uh, what I'm about to read, I will examine some of the clues that have encountered, been encountered by so many so far. But it must be added that this is by no means conclusive evidence. Proof or conclusive proof, hidden dimensions and evidence of parallel universes would undoubtedly be a major breakthrough in physics and cosmology. It could mean that faster than light travel might possibly be possible and our existing laws of the universe would have to be completely rewritten. Uh, one example, mysterious ripples in space-time may offer proof of parallel universes. If we were to find evidence of parallel universes, it's very challenging. Scientists have hoped that the Large 
Hadron Collider, LHC, might reveal evidence of their existence, but so far, definitive proof has not been discovered with the LHC. Physicists have studied gravitational waves, ripples in space-time caused by the motion of massive objects, and now they suggest that these waves might allow for a single coherent theory of the universe. Basically, this means the signs of extra dimensions may reveal themselves in the way they impact gravitational waves. If there are extra dimensions in the universe, then gravitational waves can walk along many dimensions, even the extra dimensions. This suggests parallel universes could in fact exist. Black holes could be gateways to parallel universes. Another example, the idea that the black holes could be a gateway to parallel universes has been a popular scientific fiction topic for a very long time. But is it scientifically possible? According to the late Stephen Hawking, renowned theoretical physicist and cosmologist, mysterious, destructive, dark parts of the universe could answer one of the most puzzling paradoxes of physics, the existence of parallel universes. Stephen Hawking has argued in favor of the parallel universe theory for many years. It has previously been assumed that anything that falls into a black hole would be immediately destroyed and or lost forever. But Hawking is of a different opinion. Hawking suggested the black holes are not as black as previously thought. In his opinion, it is highly possible that something could fall through black holes without being destroyed and enter on the other side into a parallel universe. To explain how information can escape from a black hole is a challenge. Stephen Hawking calculated that black holes eventually must end. According to the calculations, the black holes eventually begin to leak information and would have eventually explode, which would release the trapped particles in any form. That way, out wouldn't take people back to where they'd come from, he said. Instead, they would reappear, but somewhere else, perhaps even in an alternate universe. A mirror world could be hiding behind dark matter. Dark matter is a hypothetical kind of matter that cannot be seen with telescopes, but would account for most of the matter in the universe. The possibility that there could be a mirror world hiding behind dark matter would rewrite our understanding of the universe. Dark matter is one of the great mysteries of the universe. No one knows what it consists of, and no one has seen it, because it doesn't interact with the matter scientists know about. Many scientific labs are trying to detect dark matter. Since the Earth is moving in a cosmic wind of dark matter, a final identification of what makes up the enigmatic dark matter would open up whole new areas of research, including the possibility of multiple universes in other dimensions. The South Atlantic anomaly. Could black holes on Earth be portals to parallel universes? Vortexes on our planet are similar to black holes. Scientists find that they have discovered that each vortex boundary in a turbulent fluid contains singularities, just like an atmospherical black hole. The South Atlantic Anomaly, SAA, refers to the area where the Earth's inner Van Allen radiation belt comes closest to the Earth's surface. 
This leads an increased flux of energetic particles in this region and exposes orbiting satellites to higher than usual levels of radiation. The effect is caused by non-linear matter of the Earth and its magnetic dipole. And the SAA is the near-Earth region where the Earth's magnetic field is at its weakest. An intriguing possibility is that such remarkable vortexes could be gateways to parallel worlds or other dimensions. The mystery of the Mandela effect and false memories are another piece of proof of parallel universes. A controversial and intriguing theory suggests that false memories could be proof of parallel universes. Scientists are naturally divided on the topic of the Mandela effect, and most think that false memories are a result of how we misinterpret or misremember things. Yet, perhaps, there is more to it than we are aware of. It has been suggested that people are sliding between multiple universes, and that's how we can create very odd memories or something that we have never seen or heard of in this world. Basically, the Mandela effect refers to a phenomenon in which a large number of people share false memories of past events, referred to as confabulation and psychiatry. Some have speculated that the memories are caused by parallel universes spilling into our own and vice versa, while others explain the phenomenon as a failure of collective memory. Another example, can parallel universes explain the deja vu phenomenon? Another intriguing possibility is that there is a hidden connection between deja vu and the existence of parallel universes. We've all experienced deja vu. Uh, it's French. It means literally already seen. It is a rather common phenomenon, yet little understood about it. Most of us have experienced being in a new place and feeling a certain way that we've been there before, but we have difficulties understanding why we feel that way. Are some of our dreams glimpses from a parallel universes? In this world, there could be a copy of yourself making different decisions and seeing places that somehow later manifest themselves in our own dreams. For thousands of years, people have wondered about the meaning of dreams. Why do some people dream about future events? Why are some dreams full of hidden meaning? Can some of our dreams be glimpses of events taking place in an alternate reality where our alternate self is living out these things that we dream about in our own reality? There's also stories of people who've entered parallel universes. Uh, Linnea Barquilla, a woman from Spain, who suddenly felt everything around her was wrong. And people that she had remembered were no longer in existence. And people that she was currently encountering that were in her life, she had no recollection of ever meeting. What is unusual and almost unheard of is that someone who lives in unknown realms suddenly enters our universe. To them, in their universe of origin, our world would be the parallel universe. Uh, this happened also many years ago uh, in El Salvador, Venezuela. I reported about a very strange and unexplained disappearance of a professor who simply vanished in front of many people and he's never been seen again. And his alternate self did not appear in our reality, which normally, in theory, if something like that were to happen, your doppelganger would cross over into our reality while you yourself from this realm slides over into the alternate reality. 
The theory that parallel universes could exist is fascinating, and hopefully we learn more about this intriguing subject in the near future. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash good. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face -face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash good. That's 4 slash good for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash good. Family is big around here. We're family-owned, family-operated, family-managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same day pickup and next day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, I'm all out of time for this week. I hope you enjoyed. The crazy string theory, quantum physics, parallel universes, Mandela effect, vortexes, portals, water monsters, all of the uh, crazy, interesting, unknown and super unknown things that have always fascinated me. And I'm 45 now and I have a long history of writing about, reading about and watching things of this phenomenon and this nature, supernature, uh, pseudoscience, whatever you want to call it. Thanks for hanging out with me this long. Uh, this was a bit of a longer episode than usual, but hey, that happens sometimes when I have a lot of cool stuff to share. I'll see you next week, and thank you so much for tuning in to Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. Out. <laughs>